This is your wake up call. injury. Yeah, man, his ankle looks crazy. His ankle looks crazy. But it's Monday! Yeah, but his his ankle looked crazy. He injured his ankle. It looks like it's broken, so I'm sure he's going to be out probably for the season. That's what it looks like, but we'll definitely see. Now, uh, how was your vacation? Where did you go? Wait, did your Giants win? My Giants played the Cowboys. Uh, we were winning in the first quarter, and I turned <laughs> the game off, so I don't know what happened. Oh, but so the Cowboys won... But you don't know what happened with the Giants, even though they were playing the Giants. Now, I don't know what happened. Uh, I think the Cowboys won after the first <laughs> quarter. I turned it off, so I really don't know what happened. And I don't want to talk about football this morning. I'm asking about you. How was your vacation? Oh, it was good. I was in St. John in the U.S. Virgin Islands. You know, my passport has been expired. I got to try to get it renewed. So I can't really leave the United States. So. And it was interesting. It was a vacation I had planned for March. I was like, I'm going to take this week off. And I wasn't supposed to go there. It was a last-minute thing because you couldn't go other places. Hawaii had a lockdown until the 15th. And so that was the one place I was able to go. I had to get a coronavirus test before I went. Mm -hmm. Um, I got a villa. So I just basically stayed there and went to the beach and slept. Okay. Did did y'all miss So you guys were having some fun? Yeah, of course we missed you. There's bromance in the morning. You know, it doesn't feel right. So I'm I'm glad you're back. You're gonna do it anyway. This game, we're gonna do it anyway. <laughs> so I'm glad. I'm glad that you're back. Uh, over the weekend, what what happened over the weekend? I didn't do much of anything this weekend. I chilled. Logan had a football game, so I went to his game, and that's it. Kids don't have school today. Um, what's that guy's name? Oh, I watched this. That he said he found uh, America. That guy is, is that day today. Oh yeah, today's Columbus Day. Today the closed. That's why I know that. Yeah, yeah. Everything is closed. Schools are closed. Banks are closed. Everything is closed as of today. So the kids are home chilling. They ain't got to get up early. No school for them. Ah, but we got a big show today. We got a couple people stopping through. Yeah, you mm-hmm. missed a lot. You was going for how long? Were you I going? did how a week. No, you were longer. One than a week. week. No, it was longer than a week. Yes, I was. I was gone for one week. No. I'm telling you what happened. <laughs> okay. Well, this morning, Robert De Niro will be joining us. Robert De Niro and Marvin Pert. They have a new I movie love Robert coming De Niro. out, so he'll be joining us. And also, uh, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford will be joining us this morning as well. Okay. Uh, all right. So we'll kick it with them. And then we got front page news popping up. What are we talking about? Okay. Um, of course, we are going to talk about football. And we are going to be discussing Donald Trump. He says that he uh, is a mute. 
to coronavirus now. Your mic is cutting in and out crazy, so you might have to reset. And it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Let's start with the Lakers. Congratulations to the Na- Lakers. They won their uh, national championship in six games. They beat the Heat 106-93. The world championship, isn't it? Well, uh, yeah, world championship, national championship, and congrats, uh, congrats to LeBron James. He won a final MVP. So, congratulations to the Lakers. Congratulations to the Laker Nation. Uh, that franchise has a history of winning. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tradition continues. All right, uh, it's been a and while. we'll talk. We'll talk more about that in rumor report too. Now, what else you got, Yee? Uh, well, let's talk about uh, Donald Trump. Now, Donald Trump saying that. He is immune to coronavirus. Now, listen to this. The note that you have uh, revealed from your doctor, which says you are no longer considered a transmission risk, does this suggest you no longer have COVID, sir? Yes, and uh, not only that, it seems like I'm immune. So I can go uh, way out of a basement, which I would have done anyway. And uh, it looks like I'm immune for, I don't know, maybe a long time, maybe a short time. It could be a lifetime. Nobody really knows, but I'm immune, so... So the uh, president is in very good shape. Is he trying to say that he has antibodies in his system? They did get, They did give him antibodies, and they did say he's no longer contagious. I don't know about the immunity part, so. Yeah, he must think, he must mean that he tested for antibodies. <laughs> That's what he must mean, I would think. Right. All right, now, in addition to all of this, you know, the town hall debate has been canceled between Biden and Trump. It started off with Trump saying that he was not going to participate in a virtual town hall. So Joe Biden's going to be doing his own. He's going to participate in a town hall in ABC, and that's going to be on Thursday at 8 p.m. They're saying Donald Trump may try to do it's going to I guess Somebody shooting uh, at you? with that. I don't know. You got to reset your mic. It sounds like you're under fire. Yeah, it sounds like yeah, they popping at <laughs> like, you in Brooklyn. What's happening? There's gunshots outside your crib. What's going on? Sheesh. <laughs> still sounds bad? It sounds like you're getting shot at. Yes. It sounds like they hit you. <laughs> Y'all finished that then. All right. Well, I'll do the NFL scores. I just tried to glaze right over them, but I'll do them. Um... All right. Houston, Texas beat the Jaguars 30-14. The Ravens beat the Bengals 27-3. The Panthers beat the Falcons 23-16. The Raiders beat the Chiefs 40-24. Cardinals beat the Jets 30-10. Steelers beat the Eagles 38-29. The Rams uh, beat the Washington football team 30-10. The Dolphins beat San Francisco 43-17. The Browns beat the Colts 32-23. Seahawks beat Minnesota Vikings 27-26. And the Cowboys, their quarterback, Dak Prescott, suffers a compound ankle fracture, undergoes surgery. And that is your front page. No, and they beat the New York Giants yesterday. Okay, drop one of Clues Bombs for my Dallas Cowboys. Are you proud of that? Yes, I am. Are you proud of that? Yes, I am. I'm happy that we 2-3. and Okay, it's I cut the game off. We was up by, I guess, like 20, and I cut the game off. I didn't want to see it anymore. I didn't want, there was nothing else for me to see. Better to be in one and four, but um, prayers up for Dak Prescott, man. That got to suck. That's got to suck to be in a, a contract year. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and to suffer that kind of injury. I mean, it's a season-ending injury, not a career-ender. Correct. But still, Jesus Christ. You know they're going to use that against him when it comes time to negotiate for that new deal. Absolutely. Next, uh, well, this fall, summer, whatever the hell it's going to be. Who All knows? right. Well, that is your front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Phone lines are wide open. Maybe you had a bad morning, bad night, or maybe you feel blessed. Maybe you're a Giants fan. That's got to suck, right? Yep. Yep. It sucks. Anyway, 800-585-1051 is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I'm calling. I'm calling. 
This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Good morning, this is Chris. Chris, what up? Get it off your chest, bro. Hey, I just want to talk about that Supreme Court nominee. You know, the late Ruth Bader Ginsburg stated that presidents have been often disappointed by their pick, being that everything don't go as they thought or planned it would go when they make these particular nominations. So I just wanted to cut in on that note. All is not lost. Okay. I don't even know what you're trying to say. What you're saying, that he's going to pick this person, but they're going to be a disappointment to him? I'm not. The late Ruth Bader Ruth Ginsburg stated that Republican presidents have often been disappointed by the picks that they made. So often they had, and then they they showed a lot of staunch Republicans that flexed on things that they never thought they would flex on. Got so you. It, you. You may, you may, you may. It may look like that she may be against these things, but you don't know when it comes down to it. You okay. don't know. Okay. You don't know how these people may vote. True. All right. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's up, guys? It's Megan. Megan, good morning. What up, Megan? How y'all doing? Okay, so I just moved to Fayetteville not too long ago. Uh, This dude got me out here, and, man, I need some encouragement because I can't stand this dude. He's got me (laughs) trapped out here. It is so bad. Why is it so bad? Okay, so first off, he does not bathe. Okay. He goes Ooh, for days, what? days at a time, trying not to bathe. Yes, y'all. And he'll be how come you didn't know? I'm like, you didn't know that before. You didn't know that before. Okay, so let's just not move in with somebody when you meet him off of Facebook. Okay, guys. <laughs> you like, just moved in with him. Her. What's his last yes. name? Do you at least know his last name? Yeah, I knew his last name. What's it his... was like we had been talking for a couple months, and you know, if I would have been able to have two dates with him, yeah, I wouldn't have moved in. Oh, my Damn. gosh. Well, that's great advice. So. Times is hard when you're broke, huh? Ain't it? Ain't Damn. it? <laughs> well, so we're... it was in the middle of this virus thing. It's just me and my dog, you know, just... He's trying to save a little money. You know what I mean? I get it. Yes. I get it. Yes. Sorry for you, mama. Yes. So you I were... just had to get that off my chest, y'all. Thank you. You and Stinky have a good one, all right? All right. Thanks. Bye, y'all. Hello. Who's this? This is uh, Chandler from Columbus, Ohio. Good morning. Chandelier, what's up? Oh, you got bro? the Get quiet song voice on, bro. Uh, my bad, my bad, my bad. Uh, well, first off, is Angela Yee still on vacation? She's here. She's back. You can't uh, hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to, you can't come to, you can't come to, you can't come to Dayton and not, you know, not come to Columbus just to give you a heads up. I know you went to the Chappelle thing, but you got to come to Columbus next time you go to Dayton. I just want to tell you that. And then, well, it's in Yellow Springs, dude, not in Dayton. It's like it's still like fifty minutes from Columbus. It, it, it's it's okay. the same difference. It's the same difference. And then DJ Envy, you need to put some respect on my Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Why'd you hang up on them dramas? Why'd you hang up on them dramas? That's disrespectful. That ain't gonna make y'all anything other than 0 five. <laughs> like hate, like hating on somebody else's success is not gonna do anything for y'all. It's not gonna put no wins in y'all column. I know your Buccaneers are trash too. We're three and two. They're three and two. Oh, what are you talking about? Both right, your bum maybe ass teams. I just got the bum ass team. Get it off your chest. 800 585 1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or black. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? 
This is Steve calling from North Carolina. Hey, Steve. Get Steve. off the chest. Hey, listen, guys. I, I love you guys in the morning. I listen to you um, every day. But I am so glad that Angelique's back because when she's gone, you guys do not know how to act. <laughs> what do you me? mean by that, sir? Because y'all are crazy. She is. I know she's backhanding y'all's, y'all's medicine in the morning because y'all just, <laughs> y'all are off, you know. But she keeps y'all in line. You guys are off. All right. Yeah, well, very off. I wouldn't take medicine from ye. I don't know if there was shrooms or something else. <laughs> I just want to put that out there. You well, maybe the shrooms, maybe the shrooms that she's um, flipping y'all is keeping y'all in balance. Gotcha, and gotcha. Friday, Friday, y'all was off the, off the chain. You loved it. <laughs> well, listen, I love you guys, and I thank you for what y'all do. Thank you, brother. Thank you, King. Hello, who's this? Yo, it's, it's, it's EQ from Brooklyn. EQ, EQ from Brooklyn. What up, bro? Yo, um, right now, what's bothering me is how nobody is paying attention to who's going to these Trump rallies and then going back to work. The, the, mm. the spread is going up in the Midwest, and, and they acting like these races aren't going back to work, you know? Right. After these tens of thousands of people are attending these rallies, they're going back to work and nobody's paying attention. What tens of thousands right. of people attended a Trump rally? Uh, all, all in the Midwest, good brother. All in the Midwest. Every time we look on TV, I, and I'll be looking like, where are all these Yahoo coming from? Mm. These people look crazy, and then they go back to wherever they came from, the Midwest. Right. They refuse, they refuse then, to wear a mask. They don't want to get tested, and then they want to just go exactly. back to work and mingle with y'all. Exactly. And then another thing that's bothering me is this guy that's supposed to be all uh, running his hearing, he refuses to get a test because he doesn't want to interrupt the, the process of hiring the, the, the racist female. And, and, and it's just, they're holding, this, they're holding our country right now. Um, they, they're holding us under, what is it? What is it when you hold somebody Siege. under with a gun? Hostage. 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 They're holding this country right now under hostage and it's ugly. And they're using racism as a gun. You know what I mean? It seems like the only the only common denominator that these people have with Trump is the fact that they are racist, and and it's it's really getting tiring because it's so blatant. But um, I don't want to hold y'all up, but that's pretty much what's bothering me. All of these people going to these Trump rallies, and now the the the, the rise is up, and everybody wants to miraculously wonder why is it going up? It's going up because these people are going to these Trump rallies, and they're going right back mm-hmm. to work. But well, that's not and, the only. That, knows, that's and, not the only. Who reason. knows where they work at? True. Who but knows that, where they work at? That's not the only right. reason, but anybody no, who... It's, it's not the only reason, but I'm talking about... It's one of them. I got you, brother. Well, thank you. Thank you for checking in. Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning. This is Tilly Till out of Pittsburgh. Morning, Envy. Morning, brother. Morning, Charlemagne. Peace, Andrew King. Lee, welcome back, baby. I hope you had a great vacation. Uh, I did. Thank I you. Just gotta, I, just, I just got a quick... I just want y'all to take this walk with me real quick. Vote in. We got 20-something days. 1800 to 1829, the Democrats and the Republicans was the same party. In 1829 to 1850, they sat there and separated with the Democrats having an extended party called the Whigs. Somewhere and in, in from uh, 1850 to 1911, they disintegrated. So now what I'm saying with this whole uh, uh, presidency, Charlemagne, you said something very profound two Mondays ago, that the Democrats and the Republicans want the same thing. They want power. At the end of the day, they want yep. nothing but the power. So with y'all had a guy on there about eight months ago said where the civil rights movement messed up was we were trying to be equal to these guys. We don't need to be equal. We need to have our own just like we always had. So 
with this upcoming years and starting with Senator Harris, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm voting for her. I'm not voting for Biden, Biden or uh, Trump. I'm voting for Harris. I'm Same. voting for Angela Yee. I'm voting for my mother. I'm voting for my sister because it takes a woman to make things right. You know, whether it's an apartment, anything. So <laughs> what I think we need to do is we need to create our own party again, even if it is a wig, because they do get the term, oh, you think you're a big wig. You understand what I'm saying? We are big wigs. Well, my man, um, American, black and brown people. You should look, in, you should look you, into bro. my guy, Wes Bellamy, man, and um, our, our, our black party. You should, you should you should go check out their website, ourblackparty.com. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051 if you need to vent. E, we got rumors on the way? Yes, and let's talk about Danny Green. He said that he was getting death threats along with his fiance, and we'll tell you why. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk... Fabulous and Emily. It's time. She's spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Yes, yeah, so congratulations to Emily B. and Fab. They had their baby over the weekend. Did y'all see that? No, I didn't. Yes, congratulations to them. A little baby girl. It was a very active weekend. Uh, also, DJ Mustard got married over the weekend on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Congrats to Fab and, and another Emily. Person- Congrats to Mustard. And another couple that got married, Cynthia Bailey and Mike Hill. They got married over the weekend. Salute to Mike and Cynthia. That's beautiful, man. Congrats Black love well. everywhere. I love it. Mm-hmm. Now, do y'all want to hear some bad? I hate to do bad news. I'm going to balance things out. Uh, bad news. Fabio Foran got arrested in New Jersey reportedly. He was taken into uh, custody, and they said right now there is no bond available, according to the inmate record. Also, Black Youngster was arrested. We don't know for what right now, but he was arrested in Dallas, Texas. What was Fabio arrested for? Uh, according to th- this paperwork, it says that it was uh, ch- charges of simple assault, knowingly causing bodily body injury, and currently he's behind bars still. And Fabio is an up-and-coming rapper from New York, right? What's his song? What's his Big song drip. that, that people from, would know? He's from Brooklyn. Big Drip, and he also got mm-hmm. those song Beamers with uh, Drake. Okay. And he's out right now with Dream Doll, too. Yep. I, 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 I. I actually did a peace march with Fabio Foreign on the day that would have been Juve, which is the day right before the West Indian Day Parade in Brooklyn. So hopefully uh, things are going to be okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And also Danny Green and his fiance at the end of game five, and this is when, you know, everybody thought the Lakers were going to win and it wasn't going to go to a game six, and he missed that shot. They said he and his, death, his fiance were getting death threats after that game. Here's what he had to say. It's a basketball game. You know, people who are emotional, fans are emotional. I hope they don't take it that seriously. I hope that they're that passionate about voting or getting justice for these people deserve the justice. You know, we'll get some better change along the country. But it's a basketball game in the day, and I know that they're just taking out their emotions and they need somebody to blame and came down to that last play. And of course, I'm, I'm the easy target. I don't like when people try to tell folks it's more important things in the world to talk about when they're going through something. Like, Danny, if you were to hit that shot, and everybody was on social media celebrating you, then you wouldn't be on there telling folks that it was more important things to discuss. Yeah, you but missed they were threatening his wife, though, not him. They were threatening his wife. Yeah, I mean, who can't? I it's mean, that's the, the, that's the error, though. You don't even take that into no consideration. But nah, you still got to no. take a look crazy. Fans are crazy, bro. Listen, he missed a shot. That's what happens when you're on national television in the NBA Finals and you got a chance to win a championship and you miss. That fan base is going to be highly upset and people are going to roast you. It comes with the territory. 
<laughs> All right. Another thing that people were mad about, some of them, and some people celebrated, Bill Burr. He was hosting Saturday Night Live, and here was the opening monologue. I don't want to speak ill of my bitches here, okay? <laughs> I don't. But let's, let's go back in history here, okay? You guys stood by us toxic white males through centuries of our crimes against humanity. You rolled around in the blood money. And occasionally, when you wanted to sneak off and hook up with a black dude, if you got caught, you said it wasn't consensual. Yeah, that's what you did. That's what you did. So why don't you shut up, sit down next to me, and take your talking to. Yeah, I watched that on Saturday night, and I laughed my ass off. But I'm a Bill yeah, Burr. You know I, I like Bill Burr, so. Bill Burr was at Dave Chappelle's summer camp, and he did, his routine was amazing when we were out there, so. So, yeah, I mean, his, some people... His special on Netflix is funny, too. I didn't see it. Mm -mm. Now, what I like is that one woman was on Twitter. Uh, her name is Elena Urquhart. She said, I love that Bill Burr made a perfect joke about white women making everything about us, and then a bunch of white women lost their minds because he did a joke, thus proving his point. Well, I thought, I thought people were going to be upset because he called women bitches. Um, I also thought they would be mad because of what he said about the LGBT community and Pride Month. But hopefully, they were they were mad about that. Oh, they were. Well, yes, they were. Ho hopefully, this means we are reaching a turning point in our society where people start understanding intention and comedy again. Because I thought I thought Bill Burr was great. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss. And, and I guess is is he is it okay to call a woman a bitch if they co-opt if, if they co-opt the movement? That they don't necessarily belong to. Just, just I just need to need the rules for later. You better not call. I can't call anybody a bitch if, if they do bitch like things. Guys are bitches too. So it's okay to use the word bitch in context. Be no, careful here. Somebody's... Let's hear. I want to hear because you you have to stick to this one now. I, I can <laughs> use the word I'm a woman, but I don't use the word to describe all women. I might use it to describe a guy. Like if somebody does something bitch like, then you. No, a bitch. no, I'm talking about Bill Burr and the way Bill Burr. Oh, for Bill Burr. Is it okay to call a woman a bitch in that context? Honest, I didn't really think that much of it at the time that it happened because it was a joke. Oh, okay. He's on record with this now. No, I'm saying when it comes to comes to comedy, I, you know, be as sensitive about certain things when it comes to comedy. Okay. Unless it's not funny and it doesn't make sense. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. Now we got front page news. Next, what are we talking about? Uh, yes, we are going to be talking about putting things into context about uh, Donald Trump. Uh, some more, and we'll talk about him and LeBron James. They had a uh, back and forth. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. So, you know, we've been talking about the debate all morning, and so it's coming on tonight. Make sure you all watch 9 p.m. Joe Biden versus Donald Trump. And one of the most important things that we have to keep on talking about is voting. Yes, Levi's is teaming up with Rock the Vote to help get as many people as possible registered and ready to vote this fall. Text Levi's to 788-683. That's how you can get registered, find out key dates, and all the voting how-tos from Rock the Vote. And watch that debate tonight if you're somewhat confused. You don't know who you want to vote for. You don't know if you want to vote at all. You need to watch, okay, and participate. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front-page news. Now, congratulations to the Lakers. They beat the Miami Heat 106-93, and they got the chip. And congratulations to LeBron James. He won the finals MVP. Yeah, salute to Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. Storied franchise. They're used to winning 17th championship. I think I'm tied for most... NBA championships ever with the Boston Celtics. That's right. Yeah, so salute to the Lakers. LeBron did what he said he was going to do. All right, and now in football, we ain't got to do football scores. 
course you don't want to do football sports because your team is on five. And they're going to continue to be on five because you don't ride with them when they're losing. That's the problem with I, you. I always ride with no, them. No, you don't. I always then ride do with the my scores, team. then. All right, fine. I can do the scores. I don't care. I can do it. Uh, Houston beat the uh, Jaguars 30-14. The Ravens beat Cincinnati 27-3. Panthers beat the Falcons 23-16. The Raiders beat Kansas City Chiefs 40-24. The Cardinals beat the Jets 30-10. Steelers beat the Eagles 38-29. The Rams beat the Washington football team 30-10. The Dolphins beat San Francisco 43-17. The Browns beat the Colts 32-23. Seahawks beat the Vikings 27-26. Now, Monday night. I didn't hear the Dallas Cowboys New York Giants call. Could you repeat that one for he, me? He wasn't listening. I didn't hear that one. Could you say that one again? I don't know what happened. I turned it off in the first quarter where the Giants were winning. The well, Dallas Cowboys won the New York Giants on 5. That's all you need to know. What else we got, Yee? Woo. Oh, since we're talking about the uh, finals and LeBron James, you know, he won the finals MVP. Now, Donald Trump had some things to say on the Rush Limbaugh show about LeBron. Here's what he had to say. LeBron is a spokesman for the uh, for the Democratic Party. It's it's and a very na- very nasty spokesman because again, you know, they are they are I angry so much for the black community, and people don't want to see that. And he's a great basketball player, but people don't want to see a guy that's that way. They don't want to see that. We have enough difficulty during the week. You don't want to sit down, watch a basketball game, and then watch somebody that hates your guts, okay? And he's a hater. Hey, Trump is just better. Trump is just better at campaigning than Joe Biden is, though. Because Trump was on Rush Limbaugh for two hours Friday doing a virtual rally. I haven't heard anything from Biden or Senator Harris all week. If it wasn't for the VP debate, we wouldn't have talked about them last week. And the way Trump has totally eliminated all the negative headlines he had out there, the taxes, the debt, the stand back, stand by, the Melania leak tapes, my God, he's just better at campaigning. I I, I tell you, Trump is using the old bad boy and, and Def Jam Street team. They got people out all day long. It's unreal. It's crazy. Okay, but he keeps on getting banned, I see, off of social media for spreading fake news and people can't respond to certain things that he's saying because he's just saying things that are blatantly untrue. He also says that Black Lives Matter is racist because it sows division between black people, white people, and other races. Yeah, and we keep playing them. We keep talking about it. Mm -hmm. We keep them front and center. What is Joe Biden talking about? Well, both Biden and Trump are now most likely going to do their own town halls. Now, I will say Biden is doing his own, and that's already concrete. It's going to be happening on Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern on ABC. So they are saying right now Donald Trump is in talks with NBC about doing a town hall because, as you know, he said he would not do a virtual debate between Joe Biden. He's just said he's not planning to do that at all. So now he wants to compete, I guess, with Joe Biden. Town halls on the same night, <laughs> same time, guarantee you the next day we'd be talking more about Trump than we did Joe Biden, which is sad, but that's that's what it is. That's what Not he does. Not for good reasons, though. And, you know, Donald Trump is saying that he is immune to coronavirus. <laughs> In addition to all of that, he has some ads out, and Dr. Fauci is featured on an ad, and according to Dr. Fauci, he is taken out of context. Here's the ad. President Trump is recovering from the coronavirus, and so is America. Together, we rose to meet the challenge, protecting our seniors, getting them life-saving drugs in record time, sparing no expense. President Trump tackled the virus head-on, as leaders should. I can't imagine that anybody could be doing more. We'll get through this together. We'll live carefully, but not afraid. (laughs) Dr. Fauci said, I have never, he has never endorsed a candidate. And here's what the real context was that was, that ad took it from. We've never had a threat like this, and the coordinated response has been 
impressive. We're talking about all hands on deck. I, as one of many people on a team, I'm not the only person. Since the beginning, I have been devoting almost full time. I'm not the only one. There's a whole group of us that are doing that. It's every single day. So I can't imagine that under any circumstances that anybody could be doing more. <laughs> Completely different context. Absolutely. All right, well, that is your front page news. One, one question, seriously. What's that? Did Joe Biden say anything this weekend? Did Senator Harris say anything this weekend? I'm, I'm being honest. This weekend? Yes, I'm saying it's just like this guy dominates no. the news. I didn't hear anything. It's unreal. Mm-mm. All right, well, that is your front page the- news. I know the Taliban is endorsing Donald Trump now. More Trump news. Goodness gracious. All right. Now, when we come back, The War with Grandpa, a new movie that's coming out starring Robert De Niro. And Robert De Niro will be joining us. Also, Trey Pert and Marvin Pert. Now, let's see if we can get Robert De Niro to talk about Donald Trump. That should be kind of easy. That should be easy, right? Yeah, that one should be easy. All right. So we'll talk to Robert De Niro when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Checking out the world's most dangerous morning show. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We got some special guests in the building. We have Robert De Niro and Marvin and Trey Pert. Welcome, guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome. First of all, it's a pleasure to have you on, Marvin. It's a privilege to have you on, Robert. But I need to talk to the young man, okay? The young prodigy y'all got, all right? That's he's right. The, he's the brains behind this whole operation. We can okay? tell he's the brains. Okay. Now talk to us about this this war with Grandpa. Yeah, so it was originally a school assignment. I was in third grade, and the rule in the house was I had to read the book before I watched the movie. So once I was done reading this book, I was super hyped to watch the movie because I had held up my end of the deal. So once I was done reading the book, I was looking all over the movie, couldn't find it. And then I told my parents, because I realized that they're in the movie business, and then my mom, she taught me how to do a pitch, all thanks to her. And then me and my mom, we came together, told my dad, and then here we are. Ooh, how old are you, man? <laughs> I'm 15. God, drop one of the clues, but you know what I was doing at 15? We don't want to know what you were doing. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know, I don't want to know. We don't want to know what you were doing at 15. <laughs> Congrats to you, man. That is amazing. That is, how are you holding up during virtual schooling? I, I know you started virtual schooling. How was how that? Because my kids are driving me crazy. I, I hate second grade homework. I hate third grade homework. I hate it all. <laughs> Well, you're gonna hate ninth ninth grade homework even more. <laughs> That's funny. You know, you, you're left in the dust. You don't know what they're going, what they're doing. I have my daughter doing her homework right now. Hey, Robert, uh, the war with the war with Grandpa. Interesting choice to come out with this movie after the after the Irish man. Why, why this role? Well, I did this movie. We must have shot it what four years ago, oh, Marvin. Wow. Yeah, yeah, about four years ago. We did The Irishman after that, uh, though it wouldn't really matter what the sequence was. Uh, I liked it. I liked uh, Tim Hill, the director, and Marvin, and and there was a sweet twist of the whole thing that Trey was the, the, the one who brought it to his father and... And um, I liked the the whole thing, and the, and and Tim Hill was a very good in who he wanted to cast, and certain sorry guys, certain mm-hmm. ideas that that he had, and that we talked about the script, and then I didn't know there was a book. I don't think I, there was a book that I remember, and then he, I was told about the book. So I said, let me look at the book, and I spoke to to Tim Hill about that. He was very open 
to that and to certain things, minor stuff that we had worked on, changed, uh, referred uh, refer to it in the book. And then we had to all run this by Trey. <laughs> That's right. That's right. The boss. That's it. You know, everything came to me. Now, How difficult is it if, if you want to shoot now with COVID-19? What, what rules and regulations do you guys have to stand by? Or is it one of those things you say, well, you know what? I'm just going to wait for a little bit. That's uh, an issue, but things are moving forward. I have a, a, a thing I'm doing with Marty Scorsese and Leonardo DiCaprio that we were supposed to be, might have even been finished by now, maybe. But, you know, eventually, probably in the spring, we'll start it. And, and most likely, I hope, where it's intended to be shot in Oklahoma, but it could move if things look uh, bad. Right. Now, now, Marvin, how did you know not to dismiss Trey on this one? Because I, 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 I'm sure this isn't the first project Trey has brought to you. Actually, it was the first project. Wow. Really? Yeah. Thank God for nepotism, baby. <laughs> I love it. I love black nepotism. And I hope, you, I, I hope you paid him right. I hope you paid him okay. I paid him. I made sure yeah. I was paid okay. <laughs> All right. If you brought me a project, I treat you the same the same way. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> how, did, how did you know this was the one, though? Well, we were actually looking for We had just finished a film with um, John Travolta. And we were looking for our next project. And it so happened I was leaving for L.A. the next morning. And my wife comes in, who's my partner, my business partner as well. And she was like, hey, Trey, something he wants to talk to you about. And I gave her that look like, hey, I'm just shuffling. I had to get out of here in the morning. And she said, no, no, get that look up. You're going to give him five minutes. And he sat down and he pitched me this story. And I'm like, wow. And he goes, and I said, it's a book? And he goes, yeah. I go, uh, he goes, but I have to take it back to school. And I say, email your teacher. Let her know your dad is going to take it for a couple of days. I took it on my flight in the morning, read it. It was a small chapter book and I landed I called home and I said listen this is a great project call the publisher and let's see if it's available well, come to find out it sold about 1.3 million copies wow wow now Trey did you soak up any game from uh Mr. De Niro being you know being 15 because if if, if I, my memory serves me correct uh he dropped out of school at 16 to pursue an acting career yeah 16 so, Marvin yeah. would you allow Trey to do that no <laughs> no, I, got school. I, got, I got school right after this. I mean. What if this movie is super successful and he just wants to do this full time? And he said, listen, on, Mr. Dad. De Niro did it. Yeah, Robert De Niro did it. He's I was super lucky. successful. <laughs> no. <laughs> you can count on your hand how that happened. <laughs> he said, I don't even want to have that conversation. Why, why, why did you do that, though, Robert? What, what, what was the time frame? What was so different back then that... You well, I, I just was not interested in school. Uh, I and regret that in some day, ways now, but I just wasn't. But I was interested in acting, and I what I did was I went to a night school as a teenager uh, where I w was with adults and people from other countries who worked in the day and were more, more, very serious about it, people from the Middle East, from other parts of the world. And uh, then I would go to acting school in the day. So that, that was how I, I did it. But I never graduated high school. It was a night school program, high school courses, and I graduated some, or not even graduate. I just got through history, uh, even, I think, Spanish, English, certain things. But I did not graduate. I just never, you know. But I was more interested in going to acting school. So so if, so if Trey came to you, and, you know, we already know you already know his father's shutting that down. But if but I'm trying to get all my kids and my grandkids to go to school and do the okay. right thing. Okay. Because okay. I know they want to be like granddaddy. They follow granddad's path. Granddad's super successful. I was lucky. Now, in this movie, there's a lot of pranks in this movie. Now, now let me start with you, Robert De Niro. Uh, you got kids and grandkids. What's the craziest prank one of your kids or grandkids pulled on you? Oh, 
pouring stuff on my head, my daughter, <laughs> slime or something like that. Well, Trey, why you are you looking all, like you that? What slime is? Trey, what's I, the craziest thing you did to your dad, then, Trey? To both of my parents, I would, I would, I just can't. You know, either I don't have the heart, or I just, it's just. You don't want the ass whipping. <laughs> yeah, it's just. Uh, it depends what it is. I, though. I, I have a good foresight with these things, and you know that was something that I had chosen from a young age to stray away from. Maybe I'll mess with the phones every now and then, you know, a little soft here and there. But you know what that never means? Never pouring stuff on their head. <laughs> that means either either your daddy or your mama gave you a knife beating when you were young. That you know, <laughs> <laughs> he remembered it. And said, you Never remember again. it. That's, that's what that is. Foresight. Well, that's <laughs> look. <laughs> All right, we got more with Marvin and Trey and Robert De Niro when we come back. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're kicking it with Robert De Niro and Trey and Marvin Pirrett. Charlamagne? I want to ask you, uh, Mr. Record. De Niro, do you, do you still want to punch Donald Trump in the face? <laughs> we, I think we all realize now we're way past that. <laughs> way past that. The total lunatic. And I, I think people who even support him, some people, others, they still think he's okay. He's, he's crazy, but it's okay. But he is genuinely nuts. Are you surprised with the people that are still following him? Especially yes, I am, but... You know, there's always somebody. You know, you can't you can't please everybody, and some people are just whatever their reasons. Everybody has their reasons, and but we 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 as a country we have to move forward and we have to leave those people behind because and we've done that all always. There's always going to be a segment of the population that is just not rooting for the whole population, not rooting for the country, and that's where we we find ourselves with a with a lunatic. I think that if he was ever reelected and it ain't over till it's over he would be pulled eventually by his cowardly uh, enablers the senators they'd have to because the, the the people would say look you've got to get him out he's gonna he's gonna we're committing suicide did, did the secret service visit you after you did that video saying you wanted to punch him in the face no no they, they i talked to somebody there but then that's it that it's not that i want to punch him in. well i you know partially you do but it's just the idea <laughs> of punching him in the face with ideas or with with arguments and so on, even with Joe Biden uh, debating with him. It's just put him down. He's a dog. He's a mutt. He's a punk. And he's stupid. He thinks he's smart and he has some sensitivity about about he gets offended when Biden said some smart. He said, don't say something to me about smart. Yeah. He, somebody in his family must have put him down saying he was dumb. He is dumb. He's stupid. Mm -hmm. And it's dangerous. It's beyond dangerous. He's There's nothing worse than a stupid person who thinks they're smart. With power. With power. Right. Did y'all have a relationship prior to him being president? Because, I mean, you ran around in New York. He's a New York guy. Never, never wanted to know him. Never wanted to have anything to do with him. And a lot of New Yorkers would want nothing to do with him because mm -hmm. he was a clown. And now we're seeing it. It's so scary. Do you, do you think? Do you think he really had COVID? I do think he has it. Yeah. Well, he says he only has a little bit right now. He says he only well, has. But he's never. You're never going to get the truth. Mm -hmm. Right. Period. Now, I, I was told. Correct me if I'm wrong. That a lot of people in in the Italian community don't like you being so vocal against Trump. That's too bad. I'm sorry. This is not about any community. It's about the world community. It's mm -hmm. about the country community. And I'm sorry. We have a lunatic here. Who do you dislike more, Mickey Rourke or Donald Trump? 
I, I don't. I don't care about Mickey Gordon. Uh, Donald Trump is a, oh, a, um, uh, is, uh, is a danger to this country, sorry, and you guys know. We all know that. What did you think about when you seen the fly flying around Pence's head in the last debate? What What, what were your thoughts? Let's start with you, Robert De Niro. When you seen that fly land on his head? When I saw that fly, somebody sent me a thing about that. It's a, that it means it's it portends something in biblical times and other times of death. That there's something distrustful going on with the leader. I forget. But what I thought is just that what Pence has in his hair, the fly liked. <laughs> so he felt he had a right to stay there. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Oh hey, hey, Trey, is there less freedom in creating a film that's inspired by a book? There's freedom and restraints at the same time because, you know, you have to stick along with the story of the book, so you can't stray too far. But in terms of there's a bit of a generational gap when we were making this film and making uh, decisions on, you know, what pranks to do and, you know, just to how to go about this script because, you know, they, they didn't have um, a Minecraft-like game um, in the 80s, you know, mm -hmm. they had Monopoly. Pac-Man. So we had to switch up games like those. Yeah, so we had to switch up games like those that um, uh, Mr. De Niro's character could then play off of um, against Peter. And then, you know, the dodgeball game, I'm pretty sure it was a basketball game mm -hmm. or something something like that. They had dodgeball uh, but, back then, Trey. They had dodgeball back then. Now. Yeah, but they didn't have trampoline, trampoline dodgeball. dodgeball. Right. No, no, they didn't. So, Robert, now, how, how are you doing that? How was Robert during the, the trampoline dodgeball game? Front flips. In great shape. So front flips. <laughs> that was okay. I mean, I, I had fun. I'd never seen dodgeball to that extreme, carry to that to that level, but it's it looked it looked like fun. It was fun to watch. It was fun to shoot. We do it in little pieces, so it was it was it was okay. I gotta say, watching that scene as a producer, I literally looked over because I got there and I said, "Is that why is De Niro staying on a trampoline?" I said, "We we got insurance for this? Like, <laughs> is he really gonna?" And he was in it. Really? In it. Yeah. Why are there so many scenes in the movie where he ends up flashing his son-in-law? <laughs> like once wasn't enough. Like why? So, like why so many? It's two. Okay, it's only two, Charlamagne. One time he's hanging out of a window and his pajama. Most of our pajama pants would probably get lost. We were dangling from a window, and he was getting ready to take a shower and shaving. So it was just coincidence. Absolutely. Goodfellas is celebrating uh, 30 years. Did, did you know at, at the time when you were shooting it that it would be looked at as one of the greatest movies ever made? Uh, no, I didn't have an uh, had no idea at that time um, what how it would be received or whatever. Uh, that that's a lot. Most movies you just don't you have no idea. You can never predict what you think a movie how it'll be received. No matter how you're feeling about it, it doesn't mean it's going to be received the way you'd like it to be received. Are you are you aware of the impact that 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 movie has on hip hop? I've been told. Mm -hmm. Now, is there any movie that you turned down and was like, "Damn, I shouldn't have turned that movie down"? No, I, I, I gotta say, I'm pretty. I've been pretty lucky with everything. I'm okay. I'm happy with what I did. All right, you're pretty good in the the woman department too, man. You dated Naomi Campbell back in the day. Well, <laughs> <laughs> how, how how long is this interview? I, <laughs> I have to go upstairs, and I've got to I've got to be. Working with my my kid now. Okay, well, give, give, I'm, let me get you. Let me get one more question from you. Is it true that you were supposed to play Jesus in the Last Temptation of Christ? Is that a true rumor? Marty uh, offered me the part, wanted me to do it. I said, I said, I'm not really into doing that. I don't want, I don't want to do it. But if you need me to do it in order to make the movie, I'm there. 
but he he went with uh, William Defoe, and that was fine. And uh, uh, but I that's that's how I left it with him. Got right. you. Well, we appreciate you brothers for joining us, Marvin Trey Pert, also Robert De Niro. Thank you guys. The War with Grandpa. Make sure you check it out. And, and thank it you is guys today. It's out wear today. Wear a mask. Is today across the country. Wear a mask. Social distance. Let's be safe. Trey, right, Marvin, back Mr. up. De Niro, we need to see peace. you guys here in person, man. We need y'all to come by the studio. Thanks, Robin, Robin, Robert is never it's coming by the studio. Why not? I want to get that podcast <laughs> of yours, man. Huh? <laughs> I want to get on that podcast of yours. Oh, let's do it. I, I, I want, I want, I want, I'm interested to see where Trey's future goes. Okay, let's do it. I need him to be more successful than his dad. He's going to be in a studio in 10 years. <laughs> see, Robert said it. He put it in the universe. All righty. Exactly. Thank you, guys. Thank you. All right. Peace. Have a good one. Thank you. DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Angela Yee's back from vacay. Yeah, putting... Yes, I'm back. Putting wild pictures in the group chat. Pictures of Donald Trump having a penis on his nose. You saw testicles was trending on social media, on Twitter. That's why? That's one thing that popped up when I clicked on it. Okay. She was doing research. <laughs> yeah, I was doing my research. She was doing and research. I just want to shout out to all of our brothers and sisters in Nigeria. I saw NSARS was trending, and a lot of people have been hitting us up to make sure that we address what is happening in Nigeria. I'm sure you guys have seen this too, right, on mm-hmm. social media. Uh, there's been all these protests that are happening, and that is because of a police unit that's known as the Special Anti-Robbery Squad. That's what SARS stands for. And there's claims of kidnapping, harassment, and extortion by that police unit. So right now they're doing this uh, protest in Nigeria to end SARS. That's incredible because I thought they were talking about the disease the whole time. I'm not going to lie to you. I thought I, so, I, too. I've seen I, it, but I thought that's they were talking I had to do my too. research. No, but I, I've been, I saw Tiwa Savage in the streets protesting. I see a lot of the major celebrities in Nigeria are taken to the streets and they're saying uh, the police there feel like they can do anything that are part of the SARS unit. And they tell uh, people, if I shoot you, nothing will happen. Yeah. No, sounds like America to me. So, yes, in that. So they're, they're saying they, they actually stand, they've been standing with us when it comes to police brutality. And we saw that there were protests there in support of the United States. And so we got to make sure that we stand with our brothers and sisters in Nigeria as well with NSAR's Stop Police Brutality. I'm all for that. I was going to hit my uh, my girl DJ Cuppy up and ask her what was going on because I saw her out there too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, if that's what it is, I'm definitely aboard that. Absolutely. When you look at the hashtag, you can see a lot of people uh, from Nigeria are talking about their own stories about police harassment and police uh, in uniform searching their cars, harassing them. They take bribes uh, and nothing's happening. Wow. All right. Well, coming up next, we got rumors. What, what are we talking about in the room, is uh, Cardi B, she had her birthday party in Vegas over the weekend. So we'll discuss her gifts, what went down, her and Offset. We'll she's, see what happens. She's still partying right now. I'm, I'm just looking I'm looking on her Instagram right now. She is still... <laughs> no, she not. I swear, partying right now as we speak. Wow. 30, she, she has is, a lot to celebrate. She's in Vegas right now. Wow. So she's still partying. Think about it. What, what time is in Vegas? Six, five, four. It's four in the morning in Vegas? Four, four. Yeah. Four, 40 mm-hmm. in Vegas right now. So she's still partying right now. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, she's having she's having a time. Whoa. All right. All right. Well, that <laughs> I just looked at a picture. I didn't whoa. All right, rumors okay. on the way. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk. Shaquille O'Neal. Listen up. It's just in all the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. All right. Well, Shaq says that he voted for the first time ever. He was on his podcast, the big podcast with Shaq, and he revealed this. And he knew he was going to get a lot of people having negative things to say, but here's what he said. 
I've never voted before, America, but now I'm doing all these voting campaigns, and you know one thing I never like to do is be a hypocrite. In other words, America, I voted for the first time, and it feels good. That's crazy. Why do people be upset about stuff like that, though? He probably didn't feel like he had a reason to vote. Now this year he feels like he has a reason. I'm not mad at the brother. Better late than never, right? Yep. Well, yeah, and he did say it feels good for him to have voted for the first time. He said he never understood the electoral college system before. It was confusing, and he said he has no real excuse for not voting in previous elections. He just didn't know, and now he is. So I don't know why people get mad at things like that. He's just telling his experience. He's saying he's voting now, right? Oh, he just didn't want to. It is <laughs> Voting no. is a choice. Even though we have the right to it, it's still a choice. All right. Well, Shaq also has uh, partnered up with former Disney executives and Martin Luther King Jr.'s son for a $250 million launch. They're going to be actually investing and acquiring things in the tech and media space. So they're trying to go ahead and raise that money. Okay. All right, Shaq. And he's got a lot of investments already. So and we see him endorsing a lot of different things. I'm sure he has percentages in those companies. So Yeah, salute to Shaq. I want to see Shaq on the All the Smoke podcast with uh, Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson, too, by the way. I think that would be a great conversation because, you know, Shaq has a lot of uh, inner real N-word in him that Mm -hmm. um, we don't get to see come out too often now because of the man he's become. But I think they could bring it out of him. All right, now Cardi B over the weekend celebrated her birthday. She's only 28 years old. Happy birthday to Cardi B. That's fun. And she went to Vegas and had a crazy weekend. I guess it was a surprise party. And Offset was there, by the way. He did buy her an amazing present. I know you saw it, MB. Yeah, that was a a $400,000 Rolls Royce with a custom baby seat in the back. Mm-hmm. And apparently the two of them, we saw a video of them together all night dancing on each other. It looks like they were kind of getting back together. Here's some video. Of, they actually had a New Orleans band there, and they were playing WAP. And you can hear at the end, all the people were chanting, take him back. Drop on the clues, bombs for Body. Happy born day to Body. I'm glad she uh, enjoyed her turn up, turn up, turn up. Yep. Um, yeah, her party looked lit. It did look lit. It looked like a, it look, you know it's it's crazy though. Though, how can we get mad at Donald Trump for throwing rallies if we're throwing birthday parties? Mm. Maybe there was a certain type of distancing that yeah, had I didn't see that. We and... saw that. Y'all saw the same videos I saw. I just did they have masks on though? Did maybe they have masks on? Who? I ain't seen nobody with no mask on. Maybe a couple people in the crowd here, there. Listen, after the after the Lakers won, there was no mask on. They Did was you in see the street. that? They, yeah, that was crazy. What, what, the Lakers were in the bubble. You mean like outside in the LA? fans? No, the I'm talking about the fans the after the oh, Lakers yeah, yeah, won. Yeah, they were outside. I'm just Thousands saying, like, you know, we we give people flack for throwing their events. Everybody throwing their own little individual events. I think though, as the president, you're supposed to lead by example, and perhaps if things were more restrictive, then people wouldn't be doing that. You know, I think there's some people who aren't taking it seriously because the president's not taking it seriously and saying it's not a big deal and to live your life and you don't have to be in the basement and go and out and do this. Is and living. He's doing and he's doing the same thing. <laughs> Everybody so living their best life. Congratulations. Absolutely. And we're we're not in any sort of lockdown and there's no type of leadership. So that's why people can do what they want. So nobody's All right, doing Big Sean. No, they don't. No, mm, there is kind of. I think it starts lockdown. from the. I think it starts from the. I think it starts from the top. There are some rules okay. that we're supposed to stand by, and that, that you so don't stand Trump by. Trump stops throwing the rallies. We'll stop going to the clubs. Is what we're saying. So what? The part, if Trump just, stops throwing the think, rallies, we'll stop. We'll stop celebrating our stuff. No. I, I also no. look at how when things first when <laughs> things first started though the clubs were closed. 
and you couldn't go out. And areas, it was yep. it, some clubs were closed, but I think everywhere at first it was. There was no place it was open. You couldn't go out anywhere. Mm. The country was in a lockdown. But mm. now clubs are open. Right, because they're saying go ahead and open back up. It's safe. And we see the numbers going up. All right, Big Sean was on the, the Fat Joe show, and he talked about signing to Kanye West and what his first advance was. Here's what he said. I wasn't an artist who, like, had a, a popping, like, a single going or nothing like that. He just signed me straight off of just he heard me rap, and I had nothing going. So, yeah, you know, my first advance was, bro, I don't even want to say the number. What was the advance? 50000 What What? What was it? No. My advance, my first advance was $15,000, bro. Now let me just say that fifteen thousand is is not as bad as what people think. Big Sean wasn't popping at the time. He was a brand new artist that Kanye invested in to see if he would pop. He popped. They should have read. They should have redid that contract and did it over. So you know, it's it's kind of like Kanye West probably picked up a bunch of artists and gave them all small signing bonuses just to hold themselves down to see who popped. He popped. They should have did the contract. He showed, he showed up at the radio station where Kanye West was and uh, rapped for him outside the radio station. If you give me that little bit of money, though, you got to make sure my deal is amazing. You know what I'm saying? Not if you're a brand, if you're a brand new artist, because you don't know. I can invest all this money into you, and you flop. No, but I'm saying, you but do, if, you, if you're giving me that little bit of upfront money to make sure my deal is amazing, make sure I'm getting a lot on the back end. I mean, that's how that's how it should be for any deal. If you I take do. if you take a little bit of money up front or no money up front, then you should make sure that you're getting a whole if lot I pop, on the back I end. A whole lot on the back. Oh, you got a lot get, more I, equity. I, yep. I'm thinking that I think I'm thinking that if you hit certain marks, then that's when you get more money. So if you reach this status, if you sell this amount of records, if you bring in this amount of money, then you get this percentage. I would think that's how it should work, right? Yeah. I agree. All right. Well, that. That is your rumor report. I'm Angela Yee. Didn't they do that with Cardi B? Didn't they redo her contract after she popped? They sure did. As they should have. I think with Lil Uzi, they did that too. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, All right. Well, man. that is your rumor report. Who you throwing that donkey to, man? I need uh, South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham to come to the front of the congregation. We would like to have a word with him. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. DJ Envy, and for 55 years, the General Insurance has been giving people affordable auto insurance with excellent customer service. Get custom coverage that's right for you and immediate proof of insurance. Call them at 800 General or visit thegeneral.com. Some restrictions apply. It's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day, I'm a Democrat, so being Donkey of the Day is a little bit of a mixed up. So, like a donkey. Yeehaw, okay. Donkey of the Day. <laughs> Club, now, I've been called a lot in my 23 years, uh, but Donkey of the Day is a new one. All right, guys. Donkey of the Day for Monday, October 12, 2020, goes to South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham. Now, when we talk about November 3rd, okay, we often talk about the presidential election. I get on this radio and let y'all know I am not excited or enthused about voting for Joe Biden at all. Uh, Joe Biden is not a change agent in, in any way, shape, or form. But based on what else is at stake, I see a pathway to real change because up for election this year is one president, uh, one vice president, Senator Kamala Harris, who I am enthused to vote for, but also 435 House seats, uh, 11 governor seats, 10 attorney generals, seven secretary of state seats, 277 state appellate court seats, and 33 Senate seats. Okay, I am more enthused to vote down ballot than I am to vote for the top of the ticket, especially in my home state of South Carolina. Drop on the clues bonds for South Carolina, okay? Uh, South Carolina, Lindsay Ladybug Graham has got to go. All right? Now, listen, I'm not a party person. I vote my interests. I have never 
voted Republican. What I would if one of them was promising something that aligns with my interests. So don't ever think I'm just anti-Republican or anti-conservative because that's not the case. But what I am is anti-racist. All right, that good old boy bigotry has got to go. I've gotten on this radio a million times this year and told y'all that old white male leadership is a wrap in this country. Some people can never go with us into the future because they are too busy stuck in the past. Lindsey Graham is one of those people, okay? I don't care if it's Trump's Make America Great Again or Biden's Build Back Better. I don't want to go backwards, period. And if you think Lindsey Graham... And those good old boys don't want us living in the America their parents and grandparents were raised in. You're crazy. Okay, Lindsey Graham said in a forum Friday night that people of color can go anywhere in South Carolina as long as, you know what, me saying it doesn't know justice. Listen for yourself. To young people out there of color, to young immigrants, this is a great state. The one thing I can say without any doubt, you can be an African-American and go to the Senate. You just have to share the values of our state. And I'm asking to every African-American out there, look at my record. I've been supporting historically black colleges and universities, and I'm glad President Trump has made it a, a permanent fixture now. We don't have to beg every year for the money. I care about everybody. If you're a young African-American, an immigrant, you can go anywhere in this state. You just need to be conservative, not liberal. What would you say now? I care about everybody. If you're a young African-American, an immigrant, you can go anywhere in this state. You just need to be conservative, not liberal. Hold on now. My, my ears ain't what they Ooh. used to be. Play that, play that one more time. I care about everybody. If you're a young African-American, an immigrant, you can go anywhere in this state. You just need to be conservative, not liberal. Lindsey Graham. Damn. Uh, uh, old white man. A good old boy in 2020 telling black people how to think how to vote, and how they can go anywhere in this country, <laughs> okay? As long as they are what the good old boys want them to be. They are fine with us, us in this country <laughs> as long as we are a part of the political party they want us to be a part of. Let me tell you something. Um, uh, in the words of Thanos, right? Thanos once said, Thanos said, as long as there are those who remember what was, there will always be those who cannot accept what can be. That's Lindsey Graham and those guys, okay? Period. All right, and let me tell you something else. As my guy Jamie Harrison says, this isn't about political parties. It's not about left versus right. It's about right versus wrong. And if I have to tell you why Lindsey Graham is wrong because you can't hear it for yourself, you are part of the problem, too, okay? There is no negotiating with racism. Uh, I don't care what they are offering. If you have to oppress somebody else in order for you to get what you really want, is it worth it? Now, right now, it's a toss-up in South Carolina. Uh, between Lindsey Graham and Jamie Harrison. They're saying it could go either way. Uh, Jamie Harrison just shattered the uh, Senate fundraising record, raising $57 million in the third quarter of this year. So not only is he a better option than Lindsey Graham, he is the option. And I have that option on the phone right now. Jamie! Hey, man. What's up? Good morning, brother. Listen, I have one question for you. Uh, one question. Lindsey Graham said... As an immigrant or African-American, you can go anywhere in the state as long as you're conservative and not liberal. Please tell the country why those comments were out of line, Jamie. Awful. Oh, listen, man. It's Lindsey Graham is a relic of, what, of the old South. We're talking about starting a whole brand new South. One that's bold, that's inclusive, that's diverse, where we know that people have value. And, I, I you know, this guy is desperate at this point, Charlemagne, and... He understands that he's about to lose his job, and so he's saying all kinds of things that he thinks will rile up the, the base of his party, but it's not going to work. Well, Jamie, you just uh, raised $57 million. Congratulations to you. 
Dope. What, what, what does that mean for your campaign, Thanks, sir? That means we are going to spend every brown penny of it reaching out to voters here in South Carolina and every community across the state. Uh, that, you know, uh, particularly the black folks in South Carolina, they will see my big round head on billboards <laughs> and their newspapers, on their radio. Uh, you won't be able to escape me for the next few weeks uh, until we get to November 3rd, but we got to get people out to vote. Yeah, That's they- how, you know, it doesn't matter how much money I raise, if folks don't go to vote, then we can't send Lindsey Graham home. Yeah, they're saying it's a toss-up between you and Lindsey. I don't even see how it could be a toss-up after those racist comments he made this weekend. You would consider those comments racist, right? No, I, yeah, I mean, listen, racist, there's no racist place vote. for that in, in today's America, right? There's just no place. And so, uh, but it's not, it's not, I'm not surprised mm-hmm. uh, by Lindsey Graham. You know, this is a guy who decided that he wanted to go campaign with a woman who said that she wanted to be on the front row of a lynching. Uh, Cindy Hyde-Smith is running against uh, Mike Espy in Mississippi. So if he does something like that in a state where he represents 30% African-Americans in his state, uh, you know, it's not surprising. Well, you already know I'm voting for you, Jamie, and not, uh, not old ladybug. So, so, so give, me your, give me your website so they can donate. Folks should go to jamieharrison.com, J-A-I-M-E, harrison.com. Love to help have their support, uh, but most importantly, let's get your vote. And listen, I'm I'm we gonna I'm gonna come down there at the end of the month, man. We gotta we gotta walk through some uh some rural areas in South Carolina, go go knock on some doors on some dirt roads and energize some folk. That, man. Looking forward to seeing you. All right, Jamie. Peace. Thanks, brother. Take care. Well, there you have it, guys. Uh if you really don't like what Lindsey Graham said, if you are tired of that old white male toxic style of leadership in politics, then you got an option. His name is Jamie Harrison. And America, remember, you should be able to go anywhere as long as you are tolerant of all. And not racist. Please let Chelsea Handler give soon to be former South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw. That is way too much Dan Mayonnaise. All right. That's an understatement. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Now, when we come back, we have Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford joining us. Founder of Therapy for Black Girls. And that podcast, Therapy for Black Girls, is so incredible. And uh, Saturday was World Mental Health Day. Um, so Dr. Joy is a great person to have on on this Monday morning. Therapy for Black Girls is great. I know a lot of uh, sisters who have found therapists because of Therapy for Black Girls. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club, and we have a special guest joining us this morning. We have Dr. Yes, Joy indeed. Harden Bradford. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Dr. Joy. First of all, I got to say I love your podcast, Therapy for Black Girls. Thank you. So, so salute to you on that. And why why did you decide the the, the target black women in particular for, for your mental health platform? Yeah, so I have a background in college student mental health. And so every campus that I've been on, I always ran a support group for the black women on campus because I noticed that they were not coming to the counseling center at the same rate as their peers. And so it felt really important to be able to go to them where they were um, and to provide support and let them know that the counseling center exists and the kinds of things that you could talk about with a therapist. So break down the podcast a little bit, because I mean, you guys do numerous episodes. So how do you break it down as far as what you discuss, what you talk about, what people are dealing with? How do you break it down? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. So I really, I really feel like I'm very tapped into the community. 
surrounding our podcast, like really everything comes from the community. And so mm-hmm. we are in continuous conversation with them about what kinds of things they want to talk about. Um, I am also a huge pop culture fan, and so I am paying attention and also watching and listening to the things that the community is watching and listening to. And so at any opportunity I have to bring some of that into the podcast, I take that opportunity. Um, So we will have some podcast episodes that we call On the Couch Episodes, um, which is where we will take a fictional black character like Olivia Pope or Mary Jane Paul from Being Mary Jane. And Mm -hmm. uh, either I will do that episode alone or with a, a fellow therapist, and we will talk about what kinds of things like these people talk about if they came to therapy. Um, and so I really feel like that has helped to bring therapy to life for a lot of people, especially if they've not had therapy before, um, because then you get a little glimpse of what might happen if you actually talk to a therapist. Gotcha. Mm. Now, Dr. Joy, you've had the platform Therapy for Black Girls for a while now. How have things changed because of coronavirus? Have there been more people that have been reaching out and logging on? Have you seen... Uh, different types of issues that people want to bring up with you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that the need was there even before the pandemic, right? Um, but definitely we've seen an increase just in numbers of people to our community, um, as well as an increase in number of people using our therapist directory to reach out for support. Um, and so some of the conversations that it feels like have arisen are really related to anxiety, So people are really anxious. At first it was around how do I keep myself safe, how do I keep my family safe, Um, then concerns around employment, what's going to happen, am I going to still have a job? Um, And then, of course, as we saw the increase in racial tensions, then there was lots of stress related to, you know, the fact that we're just trying to get through a pandemic and we still have to deal with racism. So it definitely has been an increase in usage of the platform. How do you you think the injustices of uh, Breonna Taylor's murder case or even seeing the, the, the George Floyd situation, how, how do you think that affected, you know, black people mentally? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, there's lots and lots of research that talks about the impact that racism has on our mental health. And so I think we are just continuing to experience that. And it, it often feels like we can't get a breath from the last injustice before the next one happens, right? And so I think particularly for black women, um, we have really been struggling with Breonna Taylor's death because even though we know that the system is unlikely to find justice for us, there's something particularly heinous about being killed in your own home unaware while you're sleeping that anything's even happening. And, you know, the fact that the officers have not even been brought to trial. Um, So I think for black women, it makes us continue to feel invisible as if nobody's protecting us, as if nobody's really paying attention to our needs and our concerns. Do you think everybody needs to see a therapist or or speak with somebody? Um, Because I know a lot of people are against it. No, I don't need to speak to somebody. But then when they finally do talk to somebody, they feel like, well, wow, I really needed that. Do you think that's something that everybody should absolutely positively be able to talk to somebody? Everybody who wants it absolutely should have access to it, but I do think we have to pay attention to some of the barriers that do still exist in talking with a therapist um, Mm -hmm. so everybody can't afford it. Um, And like you said, everybody is not really interested, but I do think it's important to focus on the fact that there are lots of different ways that you can work with a therapist and get support. So you're right, Envy, a lot of people will be uh, against it initially and then realize, wow, I really appreciate having this non-judgmental person. Mm-hmm. I appreciate having this 45 to 50 minutes of space just dedicated to me every week. So a lot of people do change their minds after they've um, initiated the process. You have to tell I the truth. I just want to go back to- 
to what you were saying about Breonna Taylor, because we had a whole topic on The Breakfast Club where we let black women call in and just express how they were feeling when the officers were not charged in connection to her killing. And I was thinking about my social media and how a lot of, um, there were black men that were very upset about that, right? We were talking about how black women are so unprotected and they were saying, oh, this is divisive and you're trying to separate black men and black women. And I'm like, no, we're not trying to separate black women from black men. We're just trying to say we need some extra support at times like mm-hmm. this because I feel like we are on the front lines of so many different things that are happening that affects all the communities and sometimes people do need to show up for black women also and it's not trying to divide the different men and women it's just saying hey brothers come and help your sisters out mm-hmm. yeah and I think that people really have to take a step back when they get into that kind of rhetoric and thinking just because I ask for support for myself I'm excluding support for you you know so I think you really have to check in with yourself to reflect on and examine what makes you hear that I am excluded from this because I am asking for support. You know, so I think that really triggers a lot of people and makes them feel, um, and we know as black people as a whole, we have lots and lots of different barriers and stressors and lots of things that impact our community, but we can't deny that there are particular things that impact black women that don't get the same level of attention as it would if something were to happen to a black man. You know, Dr. Joy, when you was talking about going to therapy, um, you know, I, I always tell people if you're going to sit down with a therapist, you have to tell the truth. You can't go to a therapist and bullshit or bullshit. Mm-hmm. But you know what? That's willing to tell the truth about yourself. You're, it's pointless to go. But that's the hard when, you, when the first time you go, because here you're meeting somebody that you don't really know. And everybody's always like, should I give them everything? Or maybe I give them a little bit now. And the next time I come back, I'll tell them the whole truth. Because you really don't know who you're sitting down with. Like you're talking to a stranger and you're giving up everything so you got to be able to to conquer that first and sometimes you're not honest with yourself too by the way right right you all make such incredibly good points you know and i think in the it is really important to treat therapy um like any other relationship in your life you know so if you would not talk to another stranger and give them completely everything on the first meeting it's okay to pace yourself with a therapist as well so you don't but have you to do that with a doctor though right <laughs> with a doctor you tell you a doctor everything have- you know? No, they don't. People do not tell the doctor everything. You better, you better. That, that's what that's. I, well, I was just having a conversation yesterday about somebody who lies to their doctor. That's ridiculous. That's, who is this person? Yeah, it is. It is. But. but I think when you're going to a primary care doctor or a doctor for a physical health concern, you're thinking, okay, I only have this one time to go, so I need to tell them everything. Whereas with a therapist, I think most people assume that you're going to have more than one meeting. So it's okay. You know, definitely tell as much as you feel comfortable with on that first meeting. And as you continue meeting with the therapist, if you feel like it's a good fit and there's trust building in the relationship, it's likely that you will feel more comfortable to share things that you hadn't shared previously. All right, we got more with Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford. Charlemagne? What are the most common misconceptions about therapy? Ooh, that's a great one. So I think one of the, the largest misconceptions about therapy is that you only go in a crisis, right? So the house kind of has to be on fire before you even reach out for help. When the truth is that um, if you talk with a therapist before we are at a code red, you could likely prevent a crisis because you could get some additional support. You might be able to get some additional perspective that you didn't have. And you might be able to learn some strategies that could prevent the situation from actually escalating. Mm. Yeah. 
another huge misconception is that therapy is the same as talking to a friend. Um, you know, so a lot of people will say, well, why do I need to go pay somebody to talk to a therapist? I could just talk to my best friend. And the truth is that those things are not mutually exclusive. However, your best friend, even if they are a therapist, is not going to be your therapist. And so there are some similarities in terms of trust building, in terms of um, the safety that's created in the therapeutic relationship. But one of the huge differences with your therapist is that your therapist is not going to be sharing a whole bunch about themselves, or at least they shouldn't, right? So there may be some things they share just in terms of, you know, making the, the situation comfortable for you, but we're not going to spend a whole bunch of time with me telling you what happened on the weekend. The time is really dedicated to you and the concerns that you're bringing into therapy. How can somebody find a, a therapist? Like for somebody out there that's not sure, you know, what are how do you look for one? Because you know Charlemagne talked about his therapist his therapist before. You know, do you look like somebody? Do you look at somebody and say, "Hey, I want a black therapist because they might know more about me or understand me better"? Or do you say, "You know what? I don't want a black therapist. I want somebody that doesn't know me." Like, how do you go when you pick a therapist? Mm-hmm. So there really is no right or wrong answer. It's going to be the the therapist that is going to be the best fit for you. So people look for all kinds of different things, and I think that that's okay. So, again, we have to acknowledge that this is a stranger that you're going to be likely talking about some deeply personal information about. And so you do want to pick the person that you will feel most comfortable talking to. Um, so we have a therapist directory, like I mentioned, on our website at therapyforblackgirls.com, and it is primarily full of other black women therapists because I noticed a lot of black women saying they wanted to talk with other black women therapists. Um, So you can definitely use our website. Um, You can use other directories, Melanin Mental Health, um, Therapy for Black Men. There are lots of directories that are dedicated specifically to people of color who primarily are interested in talking with somebody else who looks like them. Um, But I think even beyond that, you do want to make sure that your therapist has the specialization in the thing that you're coming for, right? So if you are struggling with um, an eating disorder, let's say, you want to make sure that you find a therapist who's actually been trained in eating disorders. Otherwise, you may enjoy talking with them, but you may not get the same benefit as you would um, in talking with someone who actually has that specialty training. Yeah, I'm ready for a black uh, therapist because, you know, uh, I need somebody that's a little more culturally competent, you know, because when I first was seeking a therapist, I actually wanted somebody who was like, not in my world at all. I was actually looking for an Asian woman. Mm. And if you think trying to find a, a black woman is hard, Lord have mercy. Try to find an Asian mm. woman. And so it's like I wanted to talk to somebody who didn't necessarily have any of my biases per se. You know, somebody who could just give me an opinion from from a, from a whole other world. But I, I'm ready to talk mm. to somebody more culturally competent now. Though. Mm-hmm. But I also want to make sure that we uh, talk about the fact that just because you go to a therapist the first time and it is not a great experience or you don't really feel like it works, it doesn't mean that therapy doesn't work at all. Yes. It could mm-hmm. just mean that that wasn't the best person for you. And I think that's often what happens is that people will have one bad experience with therapy. And, of course, we never want people to have bad experiences, but it happens. We're human. Um, and so it could have just been a mismatch. You know, it could have been that right. this was not the best fit for you. So if you Swipe left. Have, um, the patience to try again, then I think it's important to, to try to find another therapist who may be a better fit for you. Got you. Right. Now, Dr. Joe, you have a about- lot of resources that are available to people who are listening. So just so we can make sure people know where they can go so they can contact you and also see what resources are available, what is the website? 
Mm-hmm. So the website is therapyforblackgirls.com, and you've already heard me talk about the fact that we have a therapist directory listed there, so you can hit the tab that says Find Therapist. Um, we have a weekly podcast that comes out every Wednesday morning, and we also have a smaller community within Therapy for Black Girls called the Yellow Couch Collective, which is mm-hmm. really just, again, a more intimate community for members of our larger community to interact with one another to support one another. Um, so like you mentioned, lots of incredible resources all dedicated to black women and girls. Dr. Joy, thank you. Uh, thank I, you like I said, I love, I love the Therapy for Black Girls podcast. Y'all should check that out every Wednesday. It's a, it's a good starting point. I know somebody, my, 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 my homegirl, Sim, she actually found a therapist from Therapy for Black Girls. So y'all are doing great work out it. here. All thank right. you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, thank Dr. You. Joy Harden Bradford. Appreciate you for joining us. And it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. So listen up. Yes, so happy birthday to G Herbo. Now he celebrated his birthday with all of his loved ones and, of course, with Taina, his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. She actually bought him a Jeep Trackhawk that cost $100,000. 102000 yep. Pretty dope car. Really, oh, really dope. sorry. <laughs> All right. Now, she posted, if I had a flower for every time I thought of you, I could walk through my garden forever. And he posted, for you, Taina, I told you something last night outside when it was just me and you. I hope you listened. I'm always going to do my part as a man, as your man. You never need for anything physically, mentally, emotionally, or financially ever. LOL, you already do your part. So I'm just trying to continue to fulfill mine. I watched you stress everybody out, including yourself, about this party. All for it to go perfect like I said it would. So like always tell you, and I, like I always tell you, and I'm going to tell you again, don't panic. We in this for a whole lifetime. That's dope. I love to that young black love. I love it. He also said, P.S., I would call you your nickname, but that ain't nobody business. LOL. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. You but that. you know what? I've seen people getting out of because of the car, but I'm sitting there like she bought him a $100,000 car. That is dope. That is amazing. You know how I felt when my wife bought me a Concord needles when I was young, when I was a, a teenager. I mean, they're older than a teen, but my wife bought me Concord needles, and them needles were like. Let's specify what, I was what those needles high. are. It's not like to shoot up. It's for records, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Why, why were they mad at okay, um, Why were they mad at her for buying her with that car? I, I mean, because I guess, I don't know. I just saw people, like, hating, but I didn't really pay that much attention to it. I thought it was sweet, and he was so excited when they posted the video footage of him seeing the car and, and jumping, jumping up, and, up down. and down. That's the reaction you want, She acted her wage. I love it. She acted her wage. If she got it to be able to spend and buy her man that kind of car, that's her business. What's the that's problem? Right. All right, now, Cardi B has partnered with Reebok for a limited edition sneaker, so they're releasing that in honor of her birthday. So you can um, check that out. She posted, I'm kicking off my birthday weekend by announcing I'm officially dropping my first ever Reebok Cardi footwear collection on November 13th. As my birthday gift to my loyal fans, I'm dropping limited pairs tonight at midnight on Reebok.com. Drop on the clues, bonds for body. All right, and Tory Lanez, he posted a message to his son just days after he was officially charged for allegedly shooting Megan Thee Stallion. He said, I'll never let anything or anybody stop me from being a real role model and great father in your life. You would be heartbroken if I ever went anywhere. I'll always be with you. You're my everything, Kai, and I love you and got you forever. And so he's convinced that time will tell and that the truth will come to the light. Now, Tory Lanez's father also posted a message. My son, Tory Lanez, I say to you this day, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today for the Egyptians whom you have seen today. You shall see them again no more. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your positions, stand firm and see the deliverance the Lord will give you day star. 
So his arraignment is actually scheduled for tomorrow for everybody who's paying attention. And again, shout out and love to Megan Thee Stallion. I saw she did attend Cardi B's birthday in Vegas over the weekend. So glad to see her out there living her life. All right, OT Genesis, he recently did a Instagram live chat and he was asked about uh, who he's dating and if his lady can be with other rappers before him. And here's what he said. If you really f- with a bitch and you love her, you're going to ask those questions. So what's your limit? Like how many verified rappers or ball players? It got to be like four to five before I think she, I'm not, before I start thinking like, oh, she just. Four to she five, just, like if it's four rappers though. Four rappers? That's what I'm saying. No, it's a rap. If it's, she f- with more than three, I would say three verified rappers. Or ball two, 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 two rappers. Cause you know, like rap, like we slimy. That's an old conversation though. You been having that conversation for years. You always say that if a, uh, say that if a woman sleeps with a, a, a more than two people in any industry, then she starts. She starts getting a reputation. I mean, it's it is true though. That that's the uh, perception. But I also, but look at these guys. He's been doing. You know, guys do whatever they want. You can't expect to be with somebody that doesn't, and you don't have to follow those same rules that but you listen, want to be with somebody. It's not, it's not my fault these double standards exist. But the conversation that they're having is a conversation that has been going on for years. I actually, I even tell homegirls that I know that I'm like, all right, now be careful because if you get caught sleeping with two ball players or two athlete, two rappers, they're gonna label you a hoe. That's what. That's just the way the game goes. That don't mean it's true, but that's that's true with the the perception of it. All right, well, these hoes are winning. Remember that. All right, Killer Mike, his uh, black and Latin American-owned online bank already has tens of thousands of people on the waiting list. And the new bank that was founded by Bounce TV founder Ryan Glover, Killer Mike, and former Atlanta mayor and U.S. ambassador to the U.N., Andrew Young, they're supporting black and Latin American communities, black-owned businesses, and black entrepreneurs. So it's a digital bank. And as you can see, doing really well already. Yeah, yeah he, he called up on Friday, and we talked about it, and uh, we're very excited for him, and, yeah. and we will continue to support our brother, Killer Mike. And that's why I said I don't care. There's certain people you can't tell me anything bad about. I don't care who I see Killer Mike talking to. I know who Killer Mike is. So Correct. I don't care if he's talking to Brian Kemp or anybody. I know he's there speaking on behalf of us. And, man, what he's doing with Greenwood Bank is incredible. Tens of thousands of people already signed up for new accounts. Man, please. That man is a leader amongst men. Salute to Killer Mike. And shout out to all the people that watch Power Book, too. I was, yesterday, I was looking on demand, because I always watch it before it comes on at night, because sometimes, I don't know if I'm going to be awake. And so I was looking on demand all day. There was no episode six, and then I stayed up to see if it was going to come on, and it didn't. And apparently, we have to wait till December. So for everybody that watches Power Book, too, I didn't know that. We all got to wait. They didn't tell us that last week. Mm-mm. I didn't know it was like the, I don't know what you call it, like a mid-season, whatever. Maybe it was because of coronavirus. They couldn't finish film. I don't know wow. what happened. I just know we got to wait. Damn. All right. Well, that is your Rumor Report. I'm Angela Yee. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Shout to Revolt. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice mixes up next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Inspired by true events. Charm City Kings shed light on Baltimore's dirt bike culture through the eyes of young black teens. Starring Jahi Diallo Winston and Meek Mill. Streaming Thursday on HBO Max. Rated R. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Now we got a shout out to morning. Robert De Niro for joining us this morning. I can't believe I missed Robert De Niro, man. You ain't really missed nothing, I'll be honest with you, because it would have been better in person. I didn't like doing that one for the first time on Zoom. 
Me neither. I didn't love it as much. I don't like I don't like interview I don't like interviewing people like Robert De Niro for the for the for the first time on a on a Zoom call. You know? I didn't like that. Yeah, me. I'm still sad I miss Robert De Niro. Legend. And also uh Marvin Pert and Trey Pert. Shout out to them as well. Now I was Great very story. intrigued. I was very intrigued to meet Trey. Trey is the guy who uh, wrote the movie. He's 15 years old. The young man. Yep. So salute to Trey. Wow. 15 Absolutely. years old, and you got Robert De Niro in the movie. That's You're crazy. doing something that great with your amazing. life. All right. Oh, and um, to Robert De Niro, I'm sorry that uh, Charlemagne asked you that question. <laughs> he was like, "Is this how long is this interview going to be? I got things to do now." <laughs> I thought that was a perfectly good question, by the way. Yeah, if you missed it, Charlemagne asked uh, Robert De Niro about him dating Naomi Campbell. <laughs> grand opening, grand closing. But in a nice way. In a nice way. And also, shout okay. out to Dr. Joy Hart and Bradford for joining us as well. That's right. Therapy for Black one. Girls podcast, man. I love that podcast. And I actually know a lot of women who actually found therapists because of the Therapy for Black Girls podcast. So Dr. Joy is out there doing God's work for real, for real. And can I shout out to my girl, Natori Naughton from Power Book 2. I have on my free Tasha t-shirt today. If you have Revolt, you can see it. My free Tasha shirt. You know, we got to get her out, man. All right. We're well, not going to know till December. But when we come back, we got the positive notice. The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now it's time for a positive note. You got a positive note? I do, man. Uh, the positive note is about character. Always know solid character will reflect itself in consistent behavior, while poor character will seek to hide behind deceptive words and actions. Breakfast club, bitches! Are y'all finished or y'all done?